as much as I love the Hamilton team, like Tommy Gale couldn't do that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or or uh, Andrew Lloyd Webber couldn't do that. Yeah. Can you wait? Let's put Andrew Lloyd Webber in as bad Cinderella. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to see that. Honestly, it might be better. Yeah. I don't, know. <laughs> I don't know what his falsetto is like. Or, or Andrew Lloyd Webber as the Phantom. <laughs> as the final performance of Phantom of the Opera. Oh my God. He oh, would low key slay that, though. <laughs> yeah. Hello, and welcome to episode 60 of wow. Theater Nerds. 60. So many. I We're know. very old now. <laughs> I know, we are old. Yeah. Uh, I'm your host, Rachel Jones. And I'm your other host, Taylor Reed. Theater Nerds is a podcast about our obsessions with theater, where we will explore all aspects of theater, musicals, and everything in between. Trying some new inflections there. We'll see how it goes. I kind of liked it. <laughs> this podcast is not set up to be a deep dive into technique or theater history, but we're hopeful that no matter if you're an enthusiast like us, or if you've only seen your sister's Little League production of Bombshell Jr., you'll enjoy this podcast. So cue the orchestra and come nerd out with us. We just do this for us, you guys. Just saying. Uh, in case you guys didn't know, you can find us on all major podcast platforms. That is right, Taylor. You can also leave us a star rating and review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Yes, episode 60, we're getting silly with it. <laughs> to find out more about the Theater Nerd Cult, check us out at theaternerdpod.com, or you can also find us on Instagram and Twitter at Theater Nerd Pod and on Facebook at Theater Nerd Podcast. In today's episode, we're discussing March Musical Madness, The Elite Eight. About the eights. Let's we do are. it. Should are we you talk guys about theaters? Are you guys March Musical Madness? <laughs> yeah, uh, they're like, I, um, hello. They're like, this series needs to pick up. Come on, no, <laughs> guys. Um, I'm still having fun. I don't know. How about you, Rachel? Uh, I am stressed. Yeah. Oh, you're stressed. I, yeah. Earlier today, yeah. I was like, I don't know. Are it, are there going to be upsets? Are is our friendship going to be over? <laughs> Okay, I kind of predicted the top, the final four in my head. I've actually kind of already predicted the number one in my head because I've looked at the bracket, but it'll be interesting to see what goes on. Maybe I will be wrong, but. Well, I guess time will tell. Yeah, time will tell. Hey, you know, you got to predict just like the real March Madness. You got to look at the teams. And you do have to predict. What will go and to the and just in round. case we're we're thinking about our current March Madness, yeah. this is we're talking today. Um, and yeah, if you're a if a, you're an NBA basketball not NBA, it's not NBA. If you're a, a college away. basketball player coming here looking to see if we're talking about basketball, 
Yeah, you know, sorry. you're in the wrong place. <laughs> but you should stay. Yeah. Uh, but all that to say, as of recording this, my bracket is still terrible. So I yeah. can only imagine when this comes out how terrible my bracket is. I have made. I have gotten a, a 320 points. Oh. Uh, oh, look! I'm not number 11 anymore. I'm number 10 out of 11. Hey! Look at that. <laughs> I get. I just. You, I thought. Remind me who you have winning it all. Uh, Virginia EVA. And they got out in the first scene. And then my number two was was VCU. And they also got out on the first scene. Okay. Who's in your final four then? I should. Oh, my final four. Sorry, I just closed the app down. So UVA, VCU. My final four was Miami versus VCU and then Providence versus Virginia. So I guess Miami's still in it. I'm not really even following. Yes, Miami's still in it. Okay. So maybe Miami will go all the way. As of recording this. Yeah, that's true. Which will not they're, be what has happened. They beat probably. Houston, it says. Is that they beat Houston? No, they're playing Houston. It says they beat Houston. Oh, they did already today? 13 to 10. Oh, today? Amazing. I don't know. I don't know when that was. Oh, it's in the first, it's the first half right now. I'm like, I thought they're it was. They're beating starting. Houston currently. currently. I guess it's they're playing right now. Guys, this is, we're just having a moment. <laughs> this is live right now, breaking news, except it won't be live when you guys are hearing this. But yeah, breaking news three days ago. Yeah. <laughs> That's oh my gosh honestly, you know what that's amazing podcast too Thank i was gonna you. say too what's ago. exciting about where we are in our timeline of the year is that daylight savings has happened uh, yes. in virginia and, and although when we started this recording it was light out but rachel and i talked for so long sorry we did talk no, for like no. a whole hour yeah we, we, there's so much we had to catch up on yeah it was true that it is slowly getting darker, but it's 7.30 as of recording this, so that's so much better than 5, so. Yes. Yeah. That's we love cool. light. Thank love. you, light. Yes, we do. Ooh, peep at our first episode back after March. Ooh. Ooh, do you know what I'm talking about? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. We got plans. We got plans on plans. We have plans. We've made a list. Yeah. We plan for this show, if you guys don't know that. <laughs> Even though we're so... <laughs> Okay, so first, before we get into our lead eight, like we've done the past couple weeks, we're going to talk about some modern, current Broadway news, theater news, lots happening. I feel like every week, you know, by like, by, well, today is Friday, but by like Thursday, I'm like, is there going to be anything for us to talk about? And then I look back on the week and I'm like, oh my gosh, so much has happened. I think part of this is the pre-Tony situation. Yeah. And but I also think like since where and, we are uh, since COVID. COVID. Yes, yes, yeah. that's yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we both knew. We both knew. The first thing I want to talk about is this. <laughs> I'm so excited for. Oh, I can't wait! I hope. I hope this is what I think it is. Because I'm ready. Lucas Hedges, Mike Feist production. Oh, this is not <laughs> what I thought, but yes. Of We'll lead a, a production of Brokeback Mountain at yep. the Soho Playhouse, I believe in is London. what it is. Yes, Catch me in, in London. London. Um, and I believe they're saying it's a play with music. I can't wait. That's what it is. Um, you know what it also is? A play with Mike Feist's cheekbones. <laughs> so and Lucas Hedges' cheekbones. And I probably know. other cheekbones, too. I just want to put is, that out the, there. Those are like really defined cheekbones. This is like yeah. a defined cheekbones uh situation. yeah 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 they just need like 
I'm just saying there's going to be there's going to be face cheekbones and there's going to be other cheekbones. I just want to put that. Which I'm there for both of them. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I was okay. What I I didn't even know that they there was a possibility of this being a play. Yeah. And then when it came when it was announced, I was like, wait, what? And then this obviously the cast is like insane. Yeah. So. I love Lucas Hedges, of course, of course, from Lady Bird, Three Billboards Outside so Ebbing, good. Missouri. You know yeah. who will be at the opening night is Timothy Chalamet. This is, once again, why we need to be there. Yeah. Also, hopefully, Rachel Zegler, because she's going to, mm. you know, support her uh, Mike Feist. And then Mike Feist is just, ugh. also, who's playing the Jake Gyllen role? Jake, Jake Gyllen role. Jake Gyllen. <laughs> Jake Gyllenhaal Jake role. Dylan. <laughs> Jake Gyllenhaal role. And who's playing the Heath Ledger role? I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know either. But very interesting. Interested to see. I wonder if it does well, if it'll transfer to New York. It definitely will not transfer to New York, but I'm sure it will do well. You don't well. think it will? No. I don't think this is, I, I think this is like a, why didn't Cabaret come to New York? situation i think it this is like an intimate there are things that broadway cannot do off broadway tries and they do okay Mm -hmm. but like really the people who can do this the best are small london theaters they just always have been better at this Mm -hmm. than we have and i think that this needs to be like i don't think this is a show that's gonna sell 500 tickets a night i think this is like at maximum 100 people 125 people well, maybe it's like a little shop thing and it'll just come to off Broadway. Yeah. We'll see. I you know, I but I do hope that it I hope that it continues to go well. That's what I hope. Mike Absolutely. Feist deserves deserves the world. Mike Feist deserves an Oscar. That's just what uh, I want to say. Um so. okay, true. Yeah, that's for right. riff. Just want to put that yeah. out there. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. yeah. Retroactively. Um, we did get some fun casting announcements for Funny Girl on Broadway and then Back to the Future, the musical yeah. on Broadway. Um, so awesome. that's very fun. I like the way they announced the Back to the Future with like them as children. That was really fun. So cute. Yeah, yeah that was really cute. I, 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 I and we know. have we had casting announcements today for the some more remaining characters of uh, mean Girls in the movie. Yes, that's right. The Mean Girls movie, which mm-hmm. is um, John Hamm is joining as Coach Carr, which is super fun. I love that. Uh, that's great. So well cast. Yeah. 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 I, he's so funny. He, it, it's so interesting. I've listened to podcasts of people talking about how John Hamm was like such a big star when Mad Men, like Mad Men, mm. out, but then he hasn't been able to like find that like i feel like everyone knows who he is but he hasn't been able to really do like that big of a thing after Mad Men, which is interesting yeah hmm. yeah another thing in the movie space is anne hathaway and michaela cole are going to lead an a24 film with pop music by charlie xcx and jack antonoff someone said we wanted ella enchanted but instead right. we're doing it better <laughs> I hope I wonder first of all A24 of course coming off their incredible winning streak at the Oscars winning yeah. eight uh, Oscars which that's, is insane. I know, that's insane I know seven of which yeah. went to everything everywhere and, oh no nine excuse me not two going to the whale um, that's which crazy. Is crazy I know yeah 
So they're doing well for themselves as a production company. And this I mean, is feels fun. Yeah, and A24 has a very specific style. So I wonder how this, what this, because it's going to be a musical. I wonder how this will be. So. But I do love, I do love Miss Man Hathaway. I do think that people sleep on her singing abilities, but she can crush it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I think her acting, I think she's a great actress. Yeah. I, but I think when people think of her, they're like, oh, she's just an actor who can sing. And I'm like, "Eh, she can sing. Yeah, I mean, we talked about her in our in our La La Bland Les Mis yeah, episode. I think she deserved every award, which she got every single award for that yeah. role for her mm-hmm. for her ten minutes on screen, which is crazy. But has but, I mean, and we talked in that show right about how I believe that the Kelly her singing Kelly Clarkson is almost better than Kelly mm-hmm, Clarkson singing mm-hmm, Kelly Clarkson, yeah. at least that song Kelly Clarkson's yeah. amazing. But have you watched speaking yeah. of Kelly Clarkson that video of her and Pink singing? together yeah. recently oh my is it gosh good? it's so good they sing a song from pink's album and it's written by pasek and paul <gasps> and yes pasek and paul wrote a pink song on her new album and that. it is so good i'm gonna send it to you we'll put okay. it in the show notes below amazing I love yeah. that. um also want to talk about some openings um another opening I know. Dancing, the Bob Fosse show opened. Yeah. Amazing for all the The dancers. Yes. That is such a cool idea. The sets also look great. Yeah. Obviously, the 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 names, sorry, the names come on the back. Um, Yeah. So each person bows one at a time and then their name pops up on like the um, screen behind them. Yeah. 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 Which is really cool. Um, Bad Cinderella, of course. Opening on Broadway, Andrew Lloyd Webber not able to make the opening. I am bad, yeah. Cinderella. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I do want to pause here and talk about um, this week was Broadway week on the Today Show. I don't know if you watched yes. any of the um, of videos. Yeah, Ben Platt. Yeah, I've watched the parade one and I watched um, Bad Cinderella. Bad Cinderella, I gotta say, was actually bad. Yeah, <laughs> that so- last note, I was like. She so right before the video they talk about how wait what's her name because I don't want to get her name wrong even though I'm also everyone was asleep at the wheel it really looked like everyone was asleep at the wheel now I've heard on like in the show that the actors are giving all that they can with the material that's been written um Mm -hmm. but anyway Lin Linetti Janeo is that how you say it. Sure. sure. So she talked about in this, again, we'll put it in the show notes, the Today Show performance about how she went to school for business and went to an open call for Bad Cinderella and then got the role, which is kind of an incredible story. Why didn't we bring Carrie? Why yeah. didn't we bring Carrie? I mean, not that she's bad. It's just like, yeah. why didn't we bring the person who originated the role in London over? Although I'm reading her Wikipedia page right now, and I just want to say, made her Broadway debut and on your feet in 2015. So she didn't mention that. Mm-hmm. Just want to put okay. that out there. And then she did not, and then she joined the ensemble of Dear Evan Hansen when it reopened on Broadway. So she's been on Broadway before. This is not yeah. her Broadway debut. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. She did not mention that on the Today Show. She's acting like it's a like, like it's a rag to riches. Yeah. Rags yeah. to riches. But uh but um, um, yeah, that last note I just gotta say, did not enjoy it. Although she probably got there at like four thirty in the morning, so yeah, they all. Give her, I do have some sympathy there. And then, uh, of course, parade. 
open. Oh, did we talk about that last time? We talked about parade last time. We talked about parade opening, but they were on the Today Show. This they week. were on the Today Show. Wonderful performance. Ben. Yeah. Okay. Is Ben gonna win the Tony? Against <laughs> against uh, Josh, Josh Groban. Groban? <laughs> against whoever might or might not be nominated from Into the Woods. Well, it would probably be Josh Groban, Ben, and the guy from and um, what's his name from New York, New York. Oh, Colton Ryan. Colton Ryan. Do you yeah. think the prince from um, Bad Cinderella would be nominated or no? No, I don't think so. I don't. What if Bad Cinderella doesn't even what get if, past music? What if Christian Broil is is uh, nominated? From why am I forgetting? Some like it hot. Oh, some like it hot. Yeah, I could see that. I feel like he's a supporting actor, so never mind. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. He's never been. I don't think he's ever been nominated for lead. I think he's always been supporting. But even even the Into the Woods male characters, like who, I guess I guess um Brian Darcy James would be yeah, yeah. the lead. He's a main actor. Yeah, yeah. that's mm-hmm. true. I could see him getting nominated. Mm-hmm. <sighs> anyway, the I digress. Anyway. Yeah. Um, New York, New York having their opening as we are. Uh, uh, their, their first opening preview. preview their first tonight preview, as of recording yes, this. Yeah, so exciting. Oh, I think um, it's going to be really good. I think so, too. I think the people are underestimating it, but I think it's going to be great. I actually. Yeah, yeah I think it's going to be really good. Also, this past weekend, because when you guys are hearing this, I love this. This news was so fun. Um, director Casey Nicola stepping into the production of Some Like It Hot. I love that. So fun. I love that. There's a really fun Paul Wontorik of Broadway.com posted a video of the of so the bows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He yeah. looks great. He looks he like does. really good. He's he gotta be in his like sixties at least, maybe mm-hmm. late fifties, but mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's so fun. That, I think that it's is so awesome. fun. Like, what Ask other me director? Why I want to be that? a director or producer. Ask yeah. me why. So you can do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, could like as much as I love the Hamilton team, like Tommy Gale couldn't do that. Oh, you're right. <laughs> or or uh, Andrew Lloyd Webber couldn't do that. Yeah. Can you wait? Let's put Andrew Lloyd Webber in as Bad Cinderella. Yeah, yeah. I would love to see that. Honestly, it might be better. Yeah. I don't, <laughs> I don't know what his falsetto like. or or Andrew and Weber as the Phantom, <laughs> as the final performance of Phantom of the Opera. Oh my god, he oh, would Loki slay that. Though. <laughs> yeah. Finally, the last thing, and honestly, the most important thing, which we referenced in our opening, uh, that today on today's episode, Smash is officially coming to Broadway. <laughs> Woo! We manifested. <laughs> It's, it's really because of our it's deep happening. dive. It's really yeah. happening. No, I honestly, I was like, wow, our deep dives are working. Let's do them more. <laughs> yeah. I okay. Here's my thing though: is that why is it Smash and not? Yeah. So bombshell? this is okay. So I corrected yeah. someone who said, "Oh, I can't wait to see Smash on Broadway," and I said, "You mean Bombshell?" And they were like, "No, it says Smash." And yeah. I was like, it does say Smash. But you mean Bombshell? Yeah. So, so apparently, it is going to be Smash. No. Yeah. How that's gonna yeah. work? out how are we gonna fit two seasons or really the first season of the show into a musical that is two acts about a musical that is also two acts i do not know no also but i christian, hope we get all of the numbers also can and, christian borrow be in it just right yeah yeah okay can I, i'm and gonna tell you what i really want what do you want jonathan cross 
as his character, that's pretty awesome. Not gonna lie. And then, but who plays who plays um Deborah Messing? Philip Sale. Ooh. <laughs> you know I'm not. That's a crazy cast. Wow. It would be or absolutely was, insane. Or like Casey Levy. Imagine, yeah, but like, but can you imagine we're gonna come off with Merrily We Roll Along, and he, his contract's gonna be what doing what? <laughs> Daniel Radcliffe as the as the Christian boy. Oh, I love Daniel Radcliffe oh, yeah. so much, and He's... he wait him and all the little like recordings. Uh, just it's just yeah. he just why is he such a gem human? His career like after human. Harry Potter is like the most interesting thing ever. I mean, we we all remember Equus when he. You know, I'm upset. Showed that. his Equus. <laughs> you know, not you saying that, <laughs> like referencing to <laughs> Okay, but there's this amazing interview that he gives after. He's like, I want to do this because I want you to disassociate all that right. I am with specifically right. this. I want to do something so different. Yeah. And he did. And he's so freaking talented. Although, for people that didn't know, during his performance of Equus, he did have a little lightning bolt on his uh, forehead. Just want to put that out there. I yeah. can't. And, and, I'm unwell. And he, never mind. I'm not going to make this joke. I have too many jokes. Too many jokes. Uh, okay. So much theater news happening currently. It is. It's I exciting. mean, the Smash situation is wild. Yeah. I mean, again, if it was bomb, my wondering is first of all, I am excited. Steven Spielberg is producing it. Which is yeah. exciting because he did produce the show as we talked about in our deep dive. My wondering is that it's going to be a double take and it's actually going to be bombshell when they come. I just can't imagine that they're going to put Smash on. Yeah. I know. Like, I'm just th- like, why aren't more? I feel like more people should be upset by this that it's not bombshell. Are we the but only I- ones? I'm not upset because I would prefer something over nothing. True, but I'm just like, it's right there. Like, why not just do bombshell? Like, well, I don't know. You earn, I'm sure you're we'll actually making interviews. you're actually making more work for yourself, and you're making more of a PR thing. Like, this is gonna be what plot twist? Ready? Are you ready? What? Bad Cinderella closes. Phantom is closed. Then we have Smash. Then down the street we have Bombshell. Honestly, Bombshell at the Imperial <laughs> and 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 Smash at the Majestic. Can you imagine Smash being at the end of the test there with the 113 <laughs> or whatever trapdoors? Yeah. yeah. Honestly, let's manifest that. That sounds awesome. Yeah, and then every other show, the cast switch out. <laughs> yeah. This is actually just a review, like a, you know, a yeah. comedy show from your local improv. Yeah. The, the Smash play that goes wrong. <laughs> love that. Love that. <laughs> Actually, before we before we get into it, friends, yes. both Rachel and I had some really fun theater experiences that we can talk about. Of course, I went and saw Into the Woods. Yay! And one I of our say, elite eight, by the way. Yeah, one of our elite eight. Um, multiple full body chills during mm-hmm. the show. Two of them during Moment in the Woods. I just want to put that out there. Yeah, that feels right. And about an hour and a half before the show, I thought Stephanie J. Block was not going to be in the show because she was out the day before. 
and her understudy played her and I kind of frantic forget, well, text messages I yes, received frantic text messages and but it was also weird because Sebastian was in it so I was like okay maybe she just needed a day off like or maybe something happened with their daughter because I know their daughter's mm-hmm. on tour with them like yeah so anyway but it was amazing if you have the chance to see it on tour go and see it because it is one of the best productions i've seen in a long time milky white steals the whole damn show i knew it he's so good oh my gosh but i do want to tell this story so i have not told rachel this because i wanted i'm to wait really nervous for her natural reaction so my wife I, we went with my wife and her friend to the show and we were sitting there during intermission and i said I do want to put for context, my wife did not enjoy the show. I don't think Into the Woods is her, one of her favorite shows. She enjoyed it, but it wasn't like her favorite. And they they were kind of, they didn't really love the minimalistic set that is. And I was trying to explain to them that this also this production actually started at, on, at New York City Center. Yeah. So even that is like, the that's actually one of the main reasons I feel like the set was so minimal. For is because sure. they only had like two weeks to put it on. Yeah, so, for sure. I was, I was explaining that to them. Anyway, so we're sitting there and I was like, oh, I really think this is one of Sondheim's, if not his best show he's ever written. Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh, I don't think that. And I go, can you name me one of Sondheim's other shows? No, I'm, I'm And nervous. Rachel, I'm, I shit you not. My wife turns to me and goes, the sound of music? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not joking. I have melted away. I went, I went, what? <laughs> I went, what? And then and then they both look at each other and they're like, okay, wait, no, no, no. Uh, oh fan of the opera? And I went. It's getting worse. It's getting worse. I went, I oh think- my gosh. And then. Her friend Megan goes, oh, wait, no, Sunday, the the George, bar, the park with George. And I was like, yes, Sunday in the park with George. And they were like, oh, my Name God. another one. <sighs> so that was fun. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, but um, we learned that Taylor needs to educate the people. I know. Him. I do. I really do. So I'm just going to be playing Sondheim shows. We did listen to Assassins on the way home. So there's okay. that. That's. The Ballad of Booth. We listened to Ethan wow. Slater to play that. But yeah. So That's my wife is a big theater so fan, but she's obviously cute. not as big as I am. So yeah, um, I was just like, Rogers and Hammerstein? Angie Lloyd Webber? Like, <laughs> I was shook. I was shook. And then um, I thought maybe... you were going to say like Dear Evan Hansen. I knew that she yeah. wasn't going to say that, but yeah. in my mind, I was like, oh God. The Greatest Showman? The Greatest Showman. <laughs> my worst nightmare for someone yeah, to yeah, yeah. compare to Stephen Sondheim. Yeah. Um, and then, Rachel, you can tell anything that you'd like about your theater experience, but also maybe we'll just do like an eight part series on our in, on our stories about it. Yeah, that sounds good. Because okay, it cool. was so long. <laughs> yeah. I went to see a show. Go see, go support Ain't Too Proud. The life of the temptation. Yeah, because they they're um maybe yeah. even currently right now as of recording they're getting <laughs> evacuated. They're getting the sirens if you guys oh, no. if, you, if you know that's a little uh, sneak period. Ask me more later. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very particular about how my theater etiquette goes. Apparently, according to some friends I have here, and I have mm. some rules. I mean, my rules. I mean, my rules outside. I have some opinions like why do we have popcorn in the theater, but. 
I'm not gonna. Hate I don't even you. think you should take anything, any food or drink in the theater, personally. Well, but. I mean, like, I I have a water bottle because I'm so afraid that I'm gonna have a coughing attack in a show and be disruptive. Yeah. So I definitely have a water. I didn't and when know I went you to could see, even bring a water bottle. Well, in my in in my yes, you can bring an empty water bottle and then I just fill it up at the. I don't know oh, about on okay. Broadway, but you can. I think you used to be able to bring like a soft water bottle that's empty. Yeah. Or that's completely full and not opened. Yeah. I just, I know like at football games now, they have like clear bag policy. Mm -hmm. So I wonder if they'll start, if they do that. But the fact that you can buy drinks is very interesting because that's. I've done that. Well, you know my Aladdin experience. I mean, yeah. Well, okay, but I I had my mom and and I've had a few drinks. Of all shows, it's Aladdin, like free. I know. know. Well, if you have kids, you might be needing a drink. I don't know. (laughs) I get gotta, it. I, here's my thing about here's my thing about the drinks, which once again, these are just preferences. Like, why do we need ice? We don't need ice in your cup. Just it's gonna be cold. They Some iced like it ice when in they their sh- white wine. Yeah, no, they shook it for you. It's been cold. It's been reserved. You don't need the ice because that's the clinking noises. Like, it's fine if you need to like have a lozenge also, or drink what if we posited like everyone gets a ticket at the beginning of the show and they're complimentary and you only get one per person yeah i like that That's yeah fine. okay cool and it's I mean, only red or white and no because they're too expensive too they're so oh my expensive. gosh it's so expensive i remember yeah. my mom my okay so i've now that i'm thinking about this i've only had drinks at jukebox musicals for tickets that i've won <laughs> Except for King Kong, uh, it was a matinee show. That's not a jukebox. Have... Me- oh, oh, you're no, saying that's the exception. For, yeah, I see. yeah, we did yeah. have a drink, and it was. My a brother had a show. rum and coke. I think I told you this at Legally oh, Blonde. You did tell me. And because it was in England, and he was of age, and uh, I had a sip of that, but that's pretty much it. Okay, but that's not the my preferences. These are important things, but those aren't my preferences. I, those oh, are just oh, my these preferences. are your rules. These are not. Rachel's these rules. are not my rules. Apparently, I'm very particular, and I want to hear Taylor's thoughts about this. But my rules, because I, I just saw Jukebox Musical, so this is specifically to that. Right. You like no. You have a smartwatch. Unless you're checking it for the time, don't check it. Put it on the like lowest like setting. You know, like a watch. You can't read that in the dark. That's what mm-hmm. I want your smartwatch to look like. I don't mm-hmm. want to see the light. Absolutely no checking of your phone. It better say SOS on your phone if you're looking at your phone. Um, no humming along. <laughs> or I do, God I forbid, I do that. I do that. I'm sorry. I do that. I did that at Into the Woods. I did not come to hear you hum or <laughs> sing. I did not pay two hundred twelve dollars. What if it's like a little kid? None of the these rules are different if they're children. Oh, I see. Okay. I'm well, talking about adults who should okay. know better. Yeah, but if it's a jukebox okay. musical, that's hard because it's like I know, I know, yeah. but it bothers me so much. And like, yeah. it's one thing. Some of these are like, it's one thing if someone else over there, not absolutely not with the phones, but it's one thing mm-hmm. if someone else over there is kind of like kind of lightly humming. But like, if you're sitting next to me, absolutely not. No, I will have none of this. Um, no, get no. this. I went, audience saw, participation. I went and saw Creed 3 in theaters. And what was happening right in front of me? Someone brought a little child during the entire movie. This little child was playing games on an iPad. 
Yeah. Why? Why? Once again, why? We could just pay for childcare. It's and like I, just as expensive to see a movie as it I is know. For I'm like, you paid twenty dollars for this. Yeah. 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 So okay, and then I a few other rules, not rules, but like guidelines just don't fidget too much (laughs) like I like you like if you feel if I can feel the nervous energy from you about like how you're sitting Mm -hmm. no what is happening like (laughs) just calm down and watch the show be in it the seats are uncomfortable though because I'm a big person I hate that no 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 but that's one when you're fidgeting to get comfortable it's you know it's different than like fidgeting because you're like yeah. you know I what I mean like holes, I have to leave yeah. Yeah. or like why am I here I'm like totally checked out and then yeah. the other the other thing that I absolutely don't understand when people do and I think it's the majority of people besides you and me as I just confirmed with Taylor before we start yes. recording people be checking their playbills while the show is happening <laughs> yeah the playbill is a guideline for you to know and check before the show when you can pee which is the song before intermission you're like all right i'm getting myself prepared to wait in line to pee Mm -hmm. or it's to read the lovely bios yeah of the lovely actors and directors and stage managers and crew and orchestra if it's a show that i already know a lot about too like into the woods i don't even really i didn't even really read the playbill i was just looking around i was looking at all the people i do love people watching during right before the show i love to look at the i like truly love to look at the playbill during Mm. intermission here's Mm. why i have so much information now about the actor that i didn't know if i was gonna like but now i do and I'm reading the bio. And you know my phone is completely off. So it's not like I can go follow them on Instagram. I have to read their bio and learn about them. Where did they grow up? Did they go to a school for theater? What? Oh, they were in the touring show that I've also seen. How do I right. not remember that? Right? Like, I get to learn so much. And as someone who works in a nonprofit on the development side, I also like to read who the funders are. In Love the back it. Of my bill. <laughs> Because that could be Rachel one day. Because it could be me. And also yeah. because I'm like, oh, that's a good, that's a smart idea. Yeah. Asking that's like, public it's like money. staying for the credits at the end of a movie that's not a Marvel movie. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's yeah. like all of that. I'll, I had this tradition um, for our theater company. Even if I was in the show, I would, after opening night, I would take the playbill. Now, our playbills in our theater company growing yes. up were a little bit different because they would they would have bios, but it was like, like the kids wrote the bio themselves and we, it was, they were really fun. And so I would like go through the play on after opening night, I would get home and I would read the playbill and it was so fun. It was fun. I just, I, that was a memory that I forgot I had, but as you were talking, I was like, Oh my gosh, I used to do that. And I really loved doing it. Also, we both collect playbills. So yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's also because I, it's like a reference book, but it's, you know what? It's not a reference book during the show true yeah for those that don't know my wife only somewhat enjoyed this into the woods production and i knew she wasn't enjoying it when every 20 to 30 minutes i was looking over and she would look in the playbook see what song we were on mm-hmm. and Which the only I time i've ever done that... that is for a ballet because i was like wait but ballet. when am i gonna yeah. be able or to a swim meet have you ever been to a swim meet those are horrible they, <laughs> they take forever they take forever I mean no shade but a lot of shade but like no no disrespect I guess to those who like are just like oh I want to remember what song this is let me look at it right now but I'm pretty sure that's not the reason why people are looking at their playbook yeah 
And listen, you came to the theater, you tried an experience you wanted, like, you opened yourself to that experience, but just, you know, just watch the thing. Let it, let it, let <laughs> it encamp- thing. Like, allow yourself <laughs> yeah. to, I think we're yes. so not, we're so not prepared to sit down for more than 35 seconds, 35 minutes at a time, right? Like, we're so conditioned that, like, we need to be, like, even now, there are very few TV shows where I watch without looking at my phone. Yeah, yeah. I'm better at it now because most of the time I do watch TV on my phone because I don't have a computer. So, I mean, don't have a TV, so I watch it on my phone. So that that really limits your ability to scroll. But I think we're just not conditioned for that. And so people have a really I didn't know you didn't have a TV in your house. I know. People have a really hard time sitting there for that long and being like, and I get that. And like, I am sympathetic, empathetic. Sympathetic. Sympathetic, yeah. But I am also like just just try harder. Try yeah. harder to sit there and yeah. allow yourself to experience what's happening. Um, I think that's just the theme with everyone in general. Just try hard. Um, yeah, do better. Yeah, no, do I'm better. just uh yeah. I apparently so so sorry for everyone who goes to the theater with me. I'm apparently very particular that's about okay. how one acts. I don't care what you yeah. look like. I don't even. I don't think we sat yeah. next to each other for Hunchback, and then maybe we did. But I, I'm trying to. We haven't seen that many shows together. Yeah. So, but I think that was the only show we saw in like New York, New in that area. We haven't seen yeah. any on Broadway together. Mm-hmm. So what? I'm all know. here for you know like commentary when it's funny. Like I love you know I don't know, but yeah, don't be humming and singing along. Yeah, I mean. Every time Stephanie J. Block sang an incredible note, I just looked over at my wife and was like, <laughs> Yes. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Facial expressions 100% yeah. needed and allowed. Yeah. Hand touching, like, yeah. oh my God. I think I I wish my I was with Rachel so when she saw times. Gavin Creel. <laughs> I as, just, as tears are going to stream yeah. down my face. Yeah. It's like 10 bajillion times better than Johnny Depp, which we all commented during oh animation. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. What's also funny is that I'm like a big proponent of like screaming and clapping at sh- for shows, which yeah. I know that traditional theater goers are not about, but like I'm, I'm here for that. Yeah, me just, too. I am there too. are other things I'm not here for. Yeah. Oh also God. seat preference. Like I like to sit close now so I can see. The... I'm old. My yeah. eyes don't work. Well, I mean, yeah, probably. But also, I like seeing the facial expressions and the spit, obviously. Oh, yeah. And Kat kind of likes to sit a little farther back. Not, like, balcony, but, like, farther back. And I'm like, yeah, but we can't, like, I don't know. But how will I be able to see the hem of their outfits? Exactly. Their makeup running while they're sweating. Because we won the lottery for something rotten, we sat, like, literally in the front row. Yeah. And they were like right up on top of like I could yeah. see wrinkles on people's faces. I, I just see... love that. Yeah, I, love I know that. it was so great. It was so great. I was like, oh, Christian Borough, yeah. right in front of me. Amazing. <laughs> oh, oh man. Okay. Well, let's get That's into our. News. Yeah, so much. We love it. We love talking about it. Let's get yeah. into our Elite Eight here. March Musical Madness. Rachel. Elite Eight. Elite Eight. Oh my goodness. This is. Where do we start in the 10s, the, the 2000s, the 90s, the 80s? Where, where do we start? I think we started with the 10s last week, didn't we? We can start with the 80s. We'll go we started in order. with the 2000s, I think. Okay, let's go in order. Oh, we're, we're going to start with the hardest first? Oh, is that oh. the hardest? 
I think this is the hardest one. Yeah, actually, maybe you're right. Yeah, we'll start with the hardest. Okay, we'll rip it off like a bandaid. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the 80s category, moving one of these will move on to be in the final four. And it is Les Mis. Les Mis versus, versus Into the Woods. Into the Woods. Um, so this is also, this is very, very hard because these two shows are close to perfect, I would say. Hmm. Um, and they're, they're also both shows that are, like Les Mis, is, they're both like popular in their own right, in their like own lane. Especially right now. But one also, for me, has recency bias, of course, because I did just see it. Literally. Yeah. Literally less than a, a week, week ago, ago as of yeah. recording this. Yeah. And But Lame is also is like the show, one of the shows that like, besides High School Musical, made me fall in love with theater. Mm. So, yeah, this is very, very hard. I don't know. what My argument for this. Okay. And maybe. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. You'll be surprised by this, but I think I think for me, and again, there is that recent advice. I think Into the Woods does hedge it out a little bit more. Okay, I why? love I love Les Mis a lot, mm-hmm. um, but I think the structure of Into the Woods, especially seeing it, the full production of it, the fact that you just think about the whole first act so differently after you see the second act. Mm-hmm is so genius and also lyrically i think it's a little more ambitious than lame is there's a lot you know the the withers wither with her stuff's on the palace has some great lyrics um obviously everyone knows i love moment in the woods but um I also think the point that you were making last week about the fairy tale aspect and how mm. this is a show that can last any generation and any season. And we did talk about last week and we put in our show notes last week and maybe we'll put it again. That current broad um, current production of Les Mis, the one that's set in current time. I did send Rachel the video too. Yeah. Yeah. Of Les Mis. And I think that is interesting a show like that but also it is always going i mean the show ultimately is like about love and sacrifice and redemption but it does have a lot of like political aspect to it obviously because of the revolution so i think sometimes you i mean it is kind of easy to dissociate because it's in a different time period most productions are in a different time period but i think there is something to say about the escapism of into the woods and i think that kind of outweighs it a little bit for me although i uh, obviously lame is is like a true classic of musical theater yeah that's what that's my argument well that i like that argument what's crazy is i was prepared um to argue for lame is to be winning <laughs> you want lame is to win oh uh, that was yeah that was my thought process. love it love it well and i i don't know if i want it to win i just yeah. feel like maybe it does it deserves it to win. win. No, they both deserve to win. Okay. But I think that maybe it does win. Mm-hmm. As in, like, I think one of the things that I can't not notice about Les Mis. Also, I love Les Mis. Neither of these are bad shows. I love no. them both very no. much. I would Taylor argue does. every show on our Elite Eight yeah. is, is amazing. Yeah. It's yeah. like top tier musical baseline. theater. Baseline? Yeah. 
Okay, yeah. baseline. Um, yeah. But I think one thing that I can't stop thinking about when it comes to Les Mis is just the orchestration, the actual mm-hmm. written music. Um, I know that lyrically you would express that Sondheim's lyrics in Into the Woods are better. I agree. It's better. Yeah. Um, but it's I, more, I would say it's more creative. It is I creative. Say. I think that it's better. I think it's yeah. better in my opinion. Yeah. But the orchestrations for Les Mis is just... Mm, that's true. You can't, you can't hear the first note of almost any of the songs and not know what song it is. Yeah. And the the arc of the orchestra and the like music throughout and just the overarching narrative of the music itself is just so good. And honestly, to me, the only other show that I can think of in the same vein, oh, there's two other shows that I can think of in the same vein. That's Phantom of the Opera and the last five years, which I know are very different. But I was like, going to say Phantom or Hamilton, but that's just me. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. But Hamilton, I feel, I don't know. Anyway, anyway, we'll get to Hamilton. Well, the only correlation I see is that Hamilton has a lot of themes of the same yes. music throughout yes. the show, and Les Mis does that too. Yes, yes. I really, I don't know. I really, I really think this is a challenge. I think the other thing that I didn't mention last week when I was like, I don't know if Les Mis should win, but I guess it will. Last week that I do feel this week at least is <laughs> I think that this story, one about not being seen, one about the system continuing to oppress people, mm. one about being on the margins and fighting for freedom and sacrificing yourself and in order yeah. to fight for the future of something. Mm. Um, and for people also redemption, like for people to be redeemed by others, but also ultimately themselves, Yeah, which I think is really important yeah. is a narrative, even though, even though it's set in a particular time is a narrative that almost all of us can understand and see. And it can reflect current day experiences of our own Mm -hmm. self, of our own collective humanity. And I think both of these shows are so beautiful because they both show humanness. And one of them does it in a way that's so overwhelming about seeing the suffering and the injustice of people in order to fight for something and garner hope, but Mm. also see sadness amidst Mm -hmm. that. And the other is like, actually everything that you think you know about the realities of the world and how you think you're on your own little space you're so integrated with everyone else and your story is intertwined with everyone else and everything you think is real is not and and everything is more gray than you think it is yes and so they both are talking and these are both i think moral shows right they're both talking about morality they're both talking about self-discovery they're both talking about how the relationship to other people. And that's mm-hmm. why this is the heart. I think this is one of the hardest to pick from because it's yeah. just, they just approach how to do that in such different ways. True. They are more similar than on the surface than yeah. you would think. I think they're more similar um, than not similar. Yeah. Listen, Les Mis, one of my top five favorite shows. Yeah. Into the Woods me i you know we need to re-examine we've talked about doing a, a top favorite show episode which i think will be difficult for both of us all of us but all of us that host the show which is both <laughs> just the um, two of us but so i'm not i'm not mad about putting les mis through i think 
I think it's it is oh, um so hard. It is so hard. So I'm not gonna be upset either way, but I'm upset having to choose. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, we did talk about last week because we did have assassins in, like mm-hmm. having like should. I think this is another argument that could be made. Is like, should Sondheim go on? Like, he's such a mammoth in musical theater. Like, should he go on to the final four? Like, a show that's his. Or, but also, what's interesting about this, too, you could look at it this way, is that Les Mis is the show. It's the story. Into the Woods is also, like, Sondheim. Like, that's just Sondheim being Mm -hmm. Sondheim. Mm-hmm. And so I think part of it, you're also you're choosing for the story. We're choosing for the for the incredibleness of the show, but also I think in one respect you could like we're not choosing Les Mis because of the writers. Mm-hmm. Like the writers are obviously incredible, but we're not like like Sondheim is more than like. Do, does that make sense? I don't know. Yeah. So. I, don't know. I think we should pick Les Mis. Sounds great. <laughs> I'm here. I'm here for it. I know. When I when I Listen, uh, feel terrible at night, when sometimes ghost comes to haunt me. These are. This is why, like, what I knew once we would get up into these lower numbers, like this is really hard. I think even choosing a number one is going to be hard. Yeah. Yeah. All but right. someone's got to be beat in the basketball game of March Musical Madness. That's true. All <clears> right. <throat> All right. Next, we have our 1990s shows. Which are William Finn's falsettos and um, Jason Robert Brown. Sorry, I forgot his name for half a second. Jason Robert Brown's production of Parade, which just had a new album release. Yeah. We're obsessed with it. it. Yes, I've cried. I cried listening to the. Although I will say one of my friends who is an actress in D.C., posted her favorite show is parade it's her favorite show she Mm, went to college with me she um and she said the only thing she doesn't love about the album is that there's not that she feels that there's not that much emotion with it like there as when when you compare it to the original i guess is what she's saying Mm. And she was like, she feels like they ju- they're just kind of singing, like they're not. Although I do disagree with her in the fact of like Ben Platt. I think Ben Platt is giving it his all in that album, mm-hmm. um, and the and I think the ensemble numbers. But I do under I at least personally I do a- agree with her a little bit of like there is a little bit more emotion in the others. And also I wonder first this album came out so quickly usually. The like, show I, just opened. Like, it, like, just opened. So this is what I'm saying. I wonder if maybe if they had waited and maybe had them, like, live this these characters for a little bit longer. Yeah. Well, like, and, and the, the cool part about musical theater is that it's also a staged production. Like, right. the emotion you get is also part of what you see them do and yes. the choices they make on yeah. the stage. So that's what she said. She said she's had friends that has seen it and said it's, like, one of the most emotional experiences they've had. And sometimes that is hard to convey on a cast album. So yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, parade uh, versus falsettos. What do you think, Rachel? I started this off is the last one. Really hard. I know. This is really hard. For me. Yeah. I don't really know. I don't really yeah. know. I lean towards falsettos slightly. I also lean towards falsettos. And I think the 
reason why is partly behind the genius of how it was created. Yeah. That it's like two separate things coming together. And I really think, which is not a reason to pick a show to win, but I think (laughs) that some of the songs are so unbelievably so smart and catchy. Mm -hmm. And that's a very, it's a, it's obviously falsettos is dealing with real things and like about inner workings of well, family they both and are. self-discovery. Yes. But yeah. in my opinion, not necessarily as serious, as heavy yeah. the whole time right. as like parade. Right. Four Jews so, in the room bitching. Right. Oh, it's one of my favorite. Like, yeah. Playing the game or whatever the baseball song is called. So, so good. good. Oh, the so baseball good. game. Yeah, yeah. 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 There is a song called playing the game or playing. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they yeah. play chess, the chess game. Oh, different, yeah. different. Yeah. Um, <laughs> also a good song, apparently. Uh, I would I argue, and we've talked about this with Parade, maybe we did with Falsettos, but I would argue both of these shows are extremely underrated. Oh, yeah. Um, I, we, yeah. Yes. I mean, we talked about how Parade had, what, like 50 performances or something? Like crazy. It was insane. Hold on, yeah. wait, I'll look at it again because yeah, yeah. I brought it back up. And then Falsettos, because it was two separate things that then became one thing which we've talked about before like i think people at least in the theater community were aware of these two projects before and then they came together and so i think it was like had some some like relevance and also like reverence for the material mm-hmm. even before it had come together to make falsettos i um, can't believe i we didn't did we mention that last week that parade was directed by hal prince this I don't think we did. Version. Well, it yeah. was, so that's important. This, it the ran... revival or the original? No, no, the original, the one yeah, that we're, yeah. we're basing this off of. Yeah, because so Hal Prince again... isn't still alive. He's he right. passed away. Right. Yes. Yes. But um, the original had 39 previews and 84 performances. That's crazy. That's crazy. The, the, the revival will have more performances than the original Broadway run. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I'm pretty sure. I will say though, falsettos. This original one only had 487 performances. I mean, that's so a that's lot, like... though. <laughs> it's a lot. Mm-hmm. It is a lot. It's yeah. almost. It's over a year. It's a lot. I, I also will say again, having it underrated. I think this parade, um, revival has some buzz, but I don't think it has nearly. I don't think the falsettos revival had nearly. In as much buzz as this parade revival, which again and, I think mm-hmm. underrated, like people and I that, think, uh, yeah, that Sorry. cast was insane. Obviously, I think parade. The thing that's selling parade is Ben Platt. Like Ben Platt is selling parade. I was gonna say that's yeah. what I was gonna try and yeah. say. Yes, exactly. And falsettos had, you know, uh, Stephanie J. Block and Brandon Uranowitz and Andrew Rannells and Christian Borrell. How could I forget him? How could we forget Betsy Wolf and um, Tracy Toms? Like, what an incredible cast! Why was that such a stacked cast? Oh my gosh! And I feel like like it did well, but it didn't win any Tonys. It didn't win, and again, I think it's just underrated, and I think it deserves to move on to the final four. I will say that the um, 1992 production, which is what's on here, did win the best book of a musical and did win the best original score of Mm. a musical for the Tony Awards for Falsettos. And um, Parade won best book of a musical and best score. So they both won the same Wow, that's so interesting. I mean, the same awards. That's so so interesting. Jason Robert Brown, 
and William Finn, I believe, has neither of their shows have won Best Musical. Yeah, I I'm on the page in of all moving, of their shows. Yeah, I'm on the page of moving falsettos forward. Yeah. Although yeah. I'm sad to see Parade not move forward. Yes, we love Parade. We love this revival. We we're glad it's having its moment in the sun right now. But yeah, for sure. Yeah. Again, we gotta we gotta lose some some shows that we love. I know, Taylor. You hold my hand through this. It's it's mm-hmm. challenging for me. Yeah. Okay. Right. Take us into the arts, Rachel. Oh my. <laughs> In the 2000s, we have a very interesting pair. We yeah. have Little Women versus Next to Normal. Little Women, I would argue, maybe like at number like eight or 10, like seed. Like it's yeah. kind of an underdog. <laughs> but if you've seen my bracket um, and the upsets we've had in the real March Madness. <laughs> A number 12 seed beating a number one. You're like, what the heck? So I would also argue maybe next to normal, like upset last week with Wicked. Yeah, I definitely think it upset last week. Yeah. Does it have the power to move forward? I mean, listen, me personally, I think we've talked about this, how next to normal to me is like a pretty much perfect show. Yeah. So I already know where my allegiance lies um, with this. So what about you? Well, I'll say my piece, um, and then we can move on. But (laughs) I want to pay respect to Little Women so badly. Yeah, I agree that Next Normal is going to win this. Yeah, Um, Yeah. but with only they both have small casts, you know, six on six. But Little Women, (laughs) it's just like to have a uh, like to have a cast, to have a show written about women. Like I, I, it just it's so it's I I can't express how much I Mm. love it. Mm. Um, I also think that Astonishing might be one of my favorite songs of all time. Mm. Um, and I just think that it's such a good show. The book of the show, the book itself, the actual book, Little Women is very good. The book of the show, um, because it tries to follow so closely the book, but also has to take some of the book out and let it live in the music could be better the actual book of this musical could be better mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but i i want to i want to say that i think that we should revive this musical yes um absolutely I, we've I said it a billion believe, times the 2019 movie cast should be in this cast yes yeah and i will say i just cannot believe that it was only nominated for one tony award yeah and that was for the best performing act uh what best performance by a leading actress which was Sutton Foster and she did not win yeah so I I just feel like we slept on this musical absolutely and I'm really sad I'm glad it made it this far and I'm sad to see it every I think I've seen this show three times um professionally like a regional theater and um, college theater Mm -hmm. and every time I've loved it it is not like it's it's just a show that I think if you see it, you will love it. And I feel the same way about the 2019 movie. Like, if people oh, give it the chance, so it is good. incredible. So yeah. maybe it'll have a renaissance at some point, hopefully. I hope so. Yeah. But next to normal, um, a powerhouse of a show. Yeah. Just taking on addressing new content in a way that yeah. we were not even ready for then, let alone Absolutely. now even. I and think does it so well. Yeah, when the book, you know, I watched an interview with Brian York and Tom Kitt. Oh, 
it was after if then and i think it, it, it was i think it was recently they talked about like what do you want to be like known for and they both mm. said like they've done shows and musicals since then um and content since then but they both equally said like next to normal like that's just mm. the thing like when the when the book is turned when if you know if, when they pass away like it'll be next to normal writers you mm. know passed away or something like that like that'll be on oh. there yeah 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 so it's that yeah. it is that and i would even argue next to normal even though it is like one of the best shows and I, and i hear other actors say it's their favorite show too i've heard other mm-hmm. actors say that i think it is a little underrated in the sense of like i feel like only theater community kind of knows it i don't think it get, it never got as big as like dear Van hansen or anything else yeah in that ilk so i yeah. hope we get a movie someday yeah uh i hope listen my shot. dream is um lin-manuel miranda has said if he's gonna direct any more movie musicals they're gonna be small the smaller musicals and i hope he does an extra normal movie oh musical. wow yeah. that would be amazing i know i know tick tick boom so was so yeah. i can imagine this would be even better yeah, yeah. wow mm. all right wow i'm gonna manifest that later i know i know listen all right taylor Bring us home with this last matchup that I just don't even want to talk about. <laughs> we have our Newsies in our 2010 bracket here. Newsies versus Alexander Hamilton. My name is Alexander, which my wife and I also listened to that whole album on the way home from DC. So that was fun. <laughs> That's good. Um, I love listening start to finish to an album. I know. It's my favorite. I did it today with Parade on my drive. Yeah, I had to drive I did that my today. dog to Williamsburg. So wow. I did that today with Parade at my job. And uh-huh. I had to pause the first song like three times because I was yeah. crying. Yeah, yeah. So this is hard. It's not that hard, <laughs> but I'm resistant again. Because I don't want Hamilton to take it all. I'm just so resistant to that. But I will say, I mean, newsies, we can talk all the time. Disney on Broadway huge this is representing not just newsies but disney on broadway yeah second let's talk about a yes. stacked cast of amazingly yeah. triple threat i'm glad out of all the disney shows we had i'm glad this one made it the for farthest. sure yeah. for sure and the choreography amazing amazing definitely would beat yeah. out hamilton in choreography for sure I don't know though. Andy Blankenbuehler's choreography. The staging is great. Is, the music is great, and the acting the, is great. But, but it's all the choreography is all done to the lyric. Everything is choreographed to the exact lyric that they're doing. All right. Okay. We'll we'll agree to disagree. I, I, I I'm not I'm not saying you're not wrong. I'm just saying I think there's more of a debate to be had. Like the choreography in Newsies is obviously amazing, but also the Hamilton core. I think if you really look back and look at it, like they're all doing things that are specific yeah. to whatever they're talking about. I mean, which I, I don't that. think is done much in musical theater. They mm-hmm. don't dance to the lyric; they dance to the music. Yeah. Crazy. But anyway. Newsies, yes, is I, I'm so, I I think. I said this last week, but I think maybe the best Disney on Broadway show that we've gotten on Broadway. On Broadway, I think maybe Hunchback is also. I liked Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, I like Beauty and the Beast, but I think Beauty and the Beast is better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, when you think like Aladdin, eh, like Mary Poppins is very good. Aladdin is is coming here, and I saw Aladdin on Broadway. 
And I just didn't love it. Mm-hmm. It's I just wanted to fine. Love it. That's the thing. And I think also the same. I like might the, love it next week when I or next month when I see it. But yeah, the live action movie is, and I think it just works better as an animated long. movie. I think that's just what it is. Is that it's just so magical as an animated movie that that's its best form. I think mm-hmm. it's interesting to think about like what is this thing's best form? Is it a movie? Is it a musical? You know, especially when we have like we have the Mean Girls movie, we have the Mean Girls musical, and now we're having the Mean Girls movie musical. Like, and what will that it? be its best form? Maybe. That will be very interesting to see. Yeah. But then also we have books, you know, that turn into musicals, yeah. books that turn into movies. Like, what is the thing's best form? I think Next to Normal in particular, not to go back to that, is a musical <laughs> is its best form of it yeah. of the thing. It will not yeah. get any better than that. I think Hamilton is an interesting example of, like, sure, the book is probably amazing and the musical is amazing. So that's interesting that and but they're also very, very different. So super different. Yeah. yeah. But Newsies also has the movie and the movie is also amazing and has the Christian movies. Bale. So. We love Christian Bale. Yeah. We love Christian Bale and we love Christian Bale here. True. All the Christians in the in yeah. Christian Bale back on Broadway. That's what I want. Oh my Was gosh, he ever? I don't know. I don't know, but could we we could do something. We could Christian something Bale out. and Bat Boy Revival. <laughs> so wait let's add him into yeah. what did we say earlier to smash he could oh. just be in smash he could be the director he could be he could be the director he could be jack jack that um jack Davenport's the the the, the character actor. yeah no, the actor yeah no that's what i meant the, um what's his name i don't derek oh, no yeah, that's, derek. is that no, his name or is that her boyfriend's name I don't remember. Karen Carter. Yeah, Derek. Derek Wills. That's That's actually kind of amazing. That's amazing. Because he's also Irish. So he would have the accent. Oh, good. Christian Bale. Call him up. Yeah. I'm going to call his agent after we're done. Um, I do want to say that it's not an easy, like both of these shows are incredible. Again. And we, and both of us have seen both of these. So that's also fun. The hard part is just they're just not equally stacked. Now you put Hamilton yeah. and Les Mis next to each other. I don't. What the hell? I yeah. do not know what to do. Yeah. So Hamilton advancing to the final four. To the final Bye, four. Bye, Newsies. We love you. You yes. made it. Bye, so Brooklyn's not here anymore. Oh. <laughs> crunchy. I hope you're doing okay. Yeah, Crunchy. Peace and blessings. Oh. Yeah. Sad. Okay, so the final four, Taylor. The next week we'll talk about Les Mis versus Falsettos. And <laughs> that next is to crazy. Normal, and next to normal versus Hamilton. Um, Rachel, do you want to ask any surprise? Like, are you surprised by this final four at all? What are you? Are Are you not surprised? Like, I'm are pretty, you? Yeah, I'm pretty surprised that we chose Les Mis, <laughs> even though I was the one who said we should do that. Yeah. I mean, um, falsettos to me is like that's kind of falsettos I'm, beating out assassins last week. Yeah. I think was really weird. I mean, even parade. It. I'm glad it went all the way, but yeah, it's yeah. it's kind of I I want to you know listeners tell us like you know comment on our social media tell us like were you are you surprised by any of these? I mean, Lamus and Hamilton again like they're equally matched. So like that doesn't yeah. surprise me that they're in there. And then yeah. 
I can't no. believe that we had Matilda beating out the Heathers a few weeks ago. I yeah. still think about that. Yeah, <laughs> still haunting. Again, the two green, Wicked and Shrek. It's just. Oh, that was good. Though. If that was we the final two, that. I don't know what we would choose. What would we, we choose? Phone a friend. Yeah. These uh, final four. We're going. We're almost done here. I know. We're almost yeah. done. These people are like good because these shows are so long and you're just talking about selecting a winner. And we're like, it's so much more than that. Guys, it's so much more. Uh, thank you all for listening to our March Musical Madness. We only have two more episodes left and then it'll be back <laughs> to your regular scheduled programming. Amazing. Thank you, Rachel. Thanks, hey. Yay. Oh, yay. Okay. All right, Rachel, let's talk about character of the week. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. This is a segment, if you're new or if you've forgotten, or if you skip this part every week, rude, uh, <laughs> where Taylor and I... Yeah, we know you. We see the numbers. <laughs> yeah, we know who hasn't listened to the end. Uh, this is the segment where Taylor and I pick a theater character that we're feeling like for this week. So we think, what are we doing? What have we been up to? What have, How yeah. have we been feeling? And what theater character uh, comes to mind? Or maybe it's based off of a theater experience we had this week. Um, and that's also fine. That's not or cheating. set or whatever. It could be whatever we want. It could be the Wells Fargo wagon. That's right. It has been. We would also love to hear your thoughts on, listen, all this modern, this theater, Smash the Musical. What do you guys want? Do you want Bombshell? Do you want Smash? Do you want both right across the street from each other? Um, what do you think of our... Elite Eight going into the final four. This, you know, crazy Les Mis, Falsettos, Next to Normal, Hamilton. Crazy, crazy final four. Wow. And, um, yeah, also, if you have any fun theater experiences like we did in the past week, let us know. Yeah. And uh, your characters of the week. So comment on our social media pages. Tell us who you are. This week, you may get a shout out on a future episode. Ra- Raquel. Who is your character this week? This week, it's a stretch, but mostly because I've seen so many TikToks and Instagram reels and videos of this situation. And I, too, Mm -hmm. feel like I am just making the best out of the situation I have and trying to befriend the people around me, even if that person might be a sociopath um, (laughs) and they see me for who I really am and I feel validated. It's fine. Mm. Um, but this week, I am feeling like the one, the only Mrs. Lovett. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I love Lovett. Oh, yeah. Annalie Ashford, oh. come on the show. Mostly because I want to be Annalie Ashford. So I, th- I think we all wake up at one day or another and say, I want to be Annalie Ashford. She just looks like she's yeah. absolutely slaying this role. Yeah, like, that's I just love... I just want to, I, I I think we talked about this before recording, but she is maybe going to win the Tony yeah. uh, this year is what we're, we're putting that into existence. But yeah. I want to, if she does win the Tony, I want a picture of her in Legally Blonde and then picture of her in, you know, Aww. before and. Aww. I love that. And, and yeah. as Mrs. Lovett. Because yeah. who would have thought that the girl who opens in oh my god you guys would one day be mrs lovett i don't think yeah. anyone would what a trajectory i yeah. love that what yeah. a trajectory we yeah. all want a career like annalee ashford it's true she's <laughs> playing it yeah she is playing it come on the show but 
Um, Amazing. Uh, Taylor, <laughs> who are you this week? This week, well, listen, as of recording this, I have not left yet, but when you guys are listening to this, I am in the northern land of Canada and uh, that visiting that great. Uh-huh. I, I call it America's attic. We just kind of forget about it and we stuff things up there and you know, <sighs> oh, yeah, so we're like, oh, yeah, that's there. Um, I can say that because I have family from Canada, so you know, <laughs> yeah, I love that. Wow. But, um, so yeah, just taking a week long trip. Uh, I'm so happy to be, you know, I'm not there yet, but I'm, I'm happy currently, as you're listening to this, to be taking time off and doing mm-hmm. some self care, yeah. visiting some family. So this week, I am one of the amazing characters because I'll be flying all over the place tomorrow as of recording this from come from away. And that's right. I am Beverly Bass, Jen Colella's character from come from away. Me in the sky. Oh, that's right. Me in the sky. When I listen to that song and I'm on the airplane, I legit cry. So just yeah. a, a warning for you. Yeah. Don't do it to yourself. I love that. Yay! Come from away, amazing show. Yeah, Just saw it recently. So good. so good. Yeah, go yeah. see it. Go see it. Um, easy hour and a half, you guys. You you know you don't even really need a babysitter. Just go. <laughs> you don't even. <laughs> You'll be in and out. You know before you. Need yeah. It. Before your kid even knows you were. Yeah, they'll go to sleep and then you'll leave. Go see Come From Away and then you'll be back. It's fine. Oh, <laughs> all right. Well, if you guys would like to join in on our discussion about all these fun topics, check us out at theaternerdpod.com, or you can also find us on Instagram and Twitter at theaternerdpod and on Facebook at theaternerdpodcast. Thank you all for joining us, and we'll see you next week. The worst pies in London. <laughs> oh.